Coming up, what an excellent day for pneumoencephalography. I think pneumoencephalography. Encephalography. Encephalography? Pneumo. Pneumo. (laughs) Finding pneumoencephalography. Ography, like photography, I think. Oh, okay. Pneumoencephalography. It's it's an A though. Oh yeah, graphy, graphy. Like photog- photography, yeah. Photography. <laughs> well, howdy folks and welcome to minute 52 of the Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate and excavate the Exorcist minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. All right, so our minute begins with that needle inching closer and closer to Reagan's neck. And it ends with the push of a button. Mm, yep, some very dramatic button pushing in this minute. On an excellent day for buttons, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> um, but before that, folks, uh, so this is the scene uh, and this is the minute that had people passing out, leaving the theater, like Keenan was talking about, fainting, throwing up. This scene, this minute right here, I mentioned before the documentary um, uh, they got up on YouTube now, Cultural Impact of the Exorcist. I'll post it uh, in the show notes, and I'll also uh, put it up on the, the Facebook listener group. But yeah, this is the scene right here. Um, now, in this scene, Reagan undergoes... Hmm, Mm-hmm. Carotid angiography. Got it. Yeah, we go. Got it. Uh, <laughs> using direct carotid, uh, using direct carotid puncture and pneumoencephalography. <laughs> Lography. Lography. <laughs> like photography. Pneumoencephalography. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, Epitome. There we go. Yeah, that's what <laughs> right. A procedure which entails cerebrospinal fluid around the brain being drained and then replaced with air or helium to allow the structure of the brain to show up more clearly on an X-ray. So Jeez, they are, uh, yeah, that that cerebrospinal fluid must be there for something. I don't yeah, know. it's not just it's not just whistling Dixie in there. Yeah, you can't be taking that out just higgledy piggledy. <laughs> right. Like, But like, yeah, folks, get this. They are draining Reagan's brain fluid and replacing it with helium. That cannot be good for you. Like, I do not see how this is a good idea. Like, like, and all of this, all of this is just the preparation so that they can take an Mm x-ray because her normal head with her normal level of brain fluid won't make her brain show up good on the x-ray picture. So they got to do this procedure. This yeah. isn't even the thing that they need to do. <laughs> yeah, your, your brain don't look no good on these pictures. <laughs> <sighs> this time, this time, trying to make your brain look brighter. Yeah, right. It's like your brain, your brain, your brain has too much fluid around it. Like, can you can you can you have a drier brain, please? We're gonna have to go in there and and, and blow your head up like a balloon. Yeah, like the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade of brains. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we cut away just as we're about to break the skin with this needle. And okay, now I'm seeing the movie Magic, right? Like and I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little bit better, right? We didn't we didn't actually see the needle go in. Like we we right. cut away, right? And this puncture wound you're seeing is not really a puncture wound that is makeup, I'm right. sure. Right. Yes, right? But I tell you, like <sighs> like I'm I'm not feeling much better. 
right? Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of tricking me and actually making me feel the dull pain of that shot. I do mm-hmm. not like it. Ugh. Um, we even have, I swear to God, Keenan, does his arm have like a little thrust to it, right? Like to, to show that he stuck her? Well, yes, but that's in a shot where we don't see either Linda Blair or the dummy that, you know, we could, that could be a dummy that oh, we yeah. have in the other shot room. Yeah, but, but I we... don't care. Like, <laughs> Right, you see we, his arm, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's playing pool. Yes, but that's in a shot where we don't see Linda Blair at all, right? Yeah, right. So, so yeah. That, that, but that's again, that's tricking you. You think that because in the previous shot the needle is up against the skin, and then the next shot we see this thrust. That oh god, well the needle must have gone in. Yeah, right. But we yeah. don't even see the needle in the shot with the thrust. Uh, yeah, folks. Yeah, go back and look. He shoves his arm forward mm-hmm. like he's like he's skewering something. Or and, or maybe I don't know if this is better or worse, but but as if you know he's pushing it in at steady pressure, and then it breaks the skin, and there's nothing. There's no resistance anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that that's better or not. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to think of either of those things. <laughs> right. God. And Keenan, I swear to God, there's a sound. Uh huh. Yeah. They uh-huh. actually have a sound for when the needle goes in. It's this little kind of like, like, like smooching, like, like skin breakies. I don't even know how to describe it, but mm. like it, you hear it, right? And and you might be asking, folks, but Lester, Keenan, how can we possibly hear such a tiny sound over? Oh, I don't know, the horrible buzzing and humming <laughs> sound that's that's been ever present in these minutes, like the mm. buzzing of some evil uh, mechanical insect. Maybe, hey, maybe a fly. Mm, uh, but like, how how could we possibly hear a tiny sound like the prick of a needle over all that? Oh, oh. We hear it. <laughs> Freakin makes sure we hear it loud and clear. And it's it's here that Reagan cannot hold back, mm-hmm. right? This grimace of pain. Remember, folks, in the previous minute, how she tried to put on a brave face and and not cry out when they stuck her the first time. And how I said that it, like it was a great bit of acting, like the holding back of a strong emotion, right? Though through only her facial expressions and her voice, Linda Blair is making us Feel this second shot, even though it's not real. It doesn't exist, thank God. But like, think about that for just a second. Neither of those shots is real. Neither one actually happened, but we can tell which one hurts more. And we have an idea of how much more, thanks to Linda Blair's performance here. We mm-hmm. feel for Reagan when the first shot happens. We feel the second shot along with her. Right, because the first one is a shot. It's a hypodermic needle. So all the needles are hollow, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is a, um, you know, it has a little tube in it to get the, the liquid in. But this one right. by necessity, this one, uh, necessarily has to be a wider needle yeah. because this is what's going to be draining out the fluid. So it's uh. going to put in this. So so yes, by orders of magnitude, more pressure and more pain, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we also get a close up on Reagan's face here, and this might be the first little indicator that something might be wrong, mm-hmm. right? I think we were talking about this before. We were noticing from farther away, right? Keenan, like her lips look kind of dry, kind of chapped mm-hmm. here, right? Like even almost maybe as if she's like been biting on them. Oh, I see what you mean now that, yeah, she's been sort of doing that to herself, right? Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And this close up you're talking about is, um, is where she's, she's sideways, right? So she's not up and down. So, so it's an unusual close up in that we can get pretty close to her, but keep most of her face in the frame. Mm -hmm. So if we got this close to her, if she was right set up, because the, um, because the film, uh, the film frame is like a, like an envelope, they say it's a letterbox, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we would, if we got this close to her eyes, we would cut off her, her mouth in her her forehead but right. now that she's taking up the entire widescreen frame basically with her face um yeah so we're very close we can see more of it and of course um she also um 
her, the back of her head kind of goes back away from us. And it, mm-hmm. it gives us this kind of weird vertigo. Like she is, her mouth is closer to us than her eyes are. Yes. And it feels like she's, she's not actually slanted, but it's just like the, the perspective of her leaving, uh, going further away from the camera. It's right. really disorienting. We, we are not used to seeing faces photograph like this at all. Right, right. And it's almost like, like our mirror neurons are, are looking, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. she's like, she's falling back into right. the, you know, into the frame. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I think we talked about this before, like like uh, you're saying that this might be either phase one or even phase two of the transformation, right? Yeah, yeah Dick Smith and his makeup team, there's probably, you know, like this is the first we notice it because it's such a big change, but mm-hmm. they, they might have had, you know um, – this might be yeah, step one, step two, step three of the of the mm. makeup where we might have to go back and look and see like how far along she is in her changes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like when she talks to the astronaut and pees on the floor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks a little, a little not different. like herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they wouldn't necessarily just go makeup artists don't necessarily just say, OK, this is your look for the entire film, especially when there's one with big changes like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, now we cut from there to mom looking concerned behind the glass. Lots of really stark, sharp shadows mm-hmm. uh, here on her face, around her eyes. And and she too looks like this ordeal is taking a toll on her. Both women are visibly affected by all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut back. Um, it, can I oh, talk about lighting here for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so so we are closer in this shot through the window. So we don't see Dr. Klein or the other technician. It's just, it's just uh, Chris. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's like really dark, uh, stark, contrasty shadows. Mm-hmm. And if we were to compare this shot directly to the previous shot with Chris, which is now mm-hmm. like five or six shots before, right? Right. Because um, we've had shots of the radiologists and, and what he's working with and, mm-hmm. and Reagan and Reagan's inserts. So actually, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't match. It wouldn't be the same lighting. Right. And again, people who are new to making films, film students or, or people who haven't been looking at films like, you know, shot by shot, like we are like insane mm-hmm. people <laughs> who got mm-hmm. who got helium in the brain. Right. <laughs> like That's not the way you're supposed to do it. You'd be like, oh, um, you know, if you compared them, oh, they don't match. And matching is important because we have right. this idea of like continuity errors and, you know, mistakes mm-hmm. and the audience will notice. Well, the audience has not noticed, right? Mm-hmm. So we've, we've changed the lighting here to reflect where we are in the story. Um, right. And my colleague who teaches cinematography here at UNLV Film, he points out that there are, um, you can make all of these sorts of changes, even within, say, um, you know, fewer shots. If it was just a basic shot, reverse shot pattern, Chris, mm-hmm. and then what she's looking at, say, Reagan, then back again, mm-hmm. that we can make a lot of changes and the audience won't notice um, in most of the elements of light. I'm trying to, let me think, okay, there, I made up a, um, a mnemonic device for the elements of light. Okay. If I, if you can indulge me for a second. Yeah. So it is C squids. That's my mnemonic device C for it. Squids. Okay. C squids. C is for color. Mm-hmm. That's an element of light. Right. S is for source, like where the light in the story is coming from, the sun oh, yeah. or um, or a lamp or a <laughs> flashlight or a headlight. Um, then it would be CS. Uh, SQ would be quality. Is it sharp light? Is it hazy light? Is it soft oh, light? Okay. I is intensity, how bright the light is. Mm-hmm. D is the direction from above or from below or from the side, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then S would be shape. Like what, what, uh, you know, what shadows are, what objects are in front of it to make the shadows that we have here on Chris's face. Some of it's oh. coming from like her own hand, but some of it might be from some other little doodads that Owen Raisman, the cinematographer is putting in front of the camera. We can't tell. 
Interesting. So that's C squid. That's my mnemonic device. I give it all to you. Okay, yes, <laughs> so. folks. We've had some. We we have had some uh, some people commenting on how they like um, your little uh, delvings into uh, you know like cinematography and cinematography and film history and and, oh, okay. and like the language of cinema and everything like that. So it's like awesome. I like, hope you so. Guys that's, getting... Yeah, we're not going to stop doing it. So I hope no. you like. <laughs> that's the only way. Nice little, little film class here. This is yeah. great. So C squid. Yeah. So C-squid. so my um yeah my um. My colleague, uh, Carl Ulrich, who teaches cinematography here, says, you could change all of them except for color and the audience will not notice. So oh. if we came shot, to sh- if we came back and the light on Chris's face were blue or pink, we would go, whoa, 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 that doesn't match. Right. But the direction of the light here is different. The quality of the light here is different. Um, the shape on her face is different. Mm-hmm. It's more intense. Like All of that has shifted from the last time we saw Chris. Wow. But we just read it emotionally, right? We're just caught up in the emotional story that we're telling. Right, oh, right. Same place. Yeah, now she looks. Now she looks different, but we don't know yeah. why necessarily. Oh, I love that. That yeah. is really, really cool. Thank you, Keenan. Um, yeah, well, thank you, Carl Ulrich. That's my mnemonic device. I should, there we I go. should, if I were a real professor, I would write it down and publish it and patent it. And then I, well, yeah. I'd get royalties or something, I guess. Well, it's on the Exorcist Minute forever. <laughs> so if anybody comes out with some kind of like, you know, sea squid sounding like, you know, like ocean octopus or something oh, like that. Oh, then, there might be a better one than octopus, you. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so yeah, we we cut back and Reagan is doing her best to keep it all together, mm. right? Like we as the audience are doing our best. And I got to say, folks, we've been doing pretty good. Everybody pause this now and give yourself a little <laughs> pat on the back, right? Like you've all been, we have all been so brave in this doctor visit. We have done so well. Yeah, we never puked once. Never once, right? Not yet, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> knock on wood, right? Okay, welcome back. <sighs> Keenan, do we do we have to do the rest of this? Yeah, we got to do the rest of it. We were only 15 seconds into the minute. God so like... damn it. Okay. All right. Okay. So in the next shot, uh, the doc removes the cap from the little needle that's stuck in Reagan's neck. And suddenly, quietly, no music, her neck starts spouting blood from the puncture wound made by the needle. And it's traveling through the needle and shooting up and out onto the blanket in this arc in these rhythmic spurts the whole time the doc is just holding the needle in place this is the worst of both worlds because usually mm-hmm. like you gush blood after like the thing is removed but no it's it's like still in there right he didn't mm-hmm. remove the needle and we're still gushing blood it's still in there his stupid gloved hand is is just holding it there i can feel it in my neck right now mm-hmm. i hate this so much <laughs> and the fact that and and the fact that this is all quiet mm-hmm. like i said there's no music there's no reminder that this is a movie like in all the places we would need a reminder that this is just a movie no reminder right right a lot of times with like bloody scenes like these we have all this like fanfare all of this spectacle you know or, or some like music kicks in or, or some people gasp right it like yeah. and it's so common now that it sort of like calms us right it kind of like the way a doctor is like hey isn't this weird like this is mm-hmm. gonna feel cold and sticky and wet right like the music does that it's like hey isn't this is, isn't this funny like somebody's like you know like carotid artery is punctured and, and there's <laughs> spraying blood all over the isn't this isn't this a, a kooky movie right what, is, what no. an effect what a special effect we're looking at right? exactly it's oh it, this is a real <laughs> special effect right yeah like <laughs> yeah it's really straight yeah you're right because like it's good for Reagan that she's able to hold it together. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's good for herself and her mother. But if there were dialogue here, it might relieve us a little bit of this pressure, right? She's right. Like, Mama, you know, and then yeah. like, Mama's up going, oh, rags or whatever. Like it, yeah. it, would, it would 
put us back in movie mode. And this right. is more like, like we're watching footage from, from a real procedure. Exactly. Right. It tells me that I'm watching a fiction, right? Mm-hmm. You go back and you watch an action movie where like admittedly much worse stuff could be happening, right? People getting stabbed, people getting shot, people getting like blown up, right? Crushed under something, right? Set mm-hmm. on fire, right? In those, uh, like, like those big battles, like in, LO, uh, you know, <laughs> In those like big you battles. almost said L O T R out loud did. like a nerd, like a, like a nerd. L O T R, Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so it would be T R O T K, the Return what? of the King. T R O T, yeah, Loader Loader Trock, um, Loader Trotic. Uh, I think you'll find it's pronounced Loader Trotic, <laughs> and that that comes right after Loader I had I had a student um I was bitching in class about how long the Lord of the Rings movies are mm-hmm. as I often do I haven't seen them since 2003 you know uh, so I'm probably I'm I'm sure I'm being unfair to them but and I said oh it's like a 9 hour oh I remember what it was we we're talking about where um where denouements are in movies right the resolution yes. period and we're like you know a lot most a lot of times it's really short we saw Rocky and mm-hmm. the denouement is incredibly short the fight yes. is over and then um Apollo is like, you know, I'm not gonna let you have a rematch here. I, you know, I did this, and Rocky's like, there's gonna be no rematch. Yeah, and we yeah. see, we see Paulie like, hey, I'm with, I'm with Rocky, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. his buddy. And then Adrian comes in, and they announce that um, that uh, Apollo Creed is one. And then Adrian and Rocky say they love each other, mm-hmm. and that's all within like like 60 seconds is the yes. entire ending of the movie, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. incredibly fast. And then someone was talking about in the Lord of the Rings, like half an hour. Yeah. Right. But I was, I was like, yeah, and to be fair to the Lord, I guess I was being nice. I was being nice to the Lord of the Rings, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to be nice, I was like, well, you know, yes, the the, the half hour denouement or resolution period at the end of um, Return of the King, um, you know, it's very long. But to, you know, in its in its favor is like, it's not really a, a three hour movie. It's a nine hour movie. So it's like mm. half an hour for a nine hour movie. Right. Right. And my, and yeah, and my student was like, they're really 12 hour movies because that's how these nerds <laughs> are because you have to watch the extended edition or you haven't seen the film. God, who has the time? Folks, folks, I love Lord of the Rings. I'm listening to the Lord of the Rings Minute. You should go and listen to the Lord of the Rings Minute right now. Right? How many this minutes is, is that? That's a lot of minutes. Hey, that, that, that you know, like any long car ride you got, any, like when you're cleaning the house or, you know, like just, you know, just trying to get to sleep at night, like listen to those minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Just, if you want to go to sleep, put no, on a I Lord of the Rings. That. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no 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 i i I like to make fun because they are i feel like you know when we were kids Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you you were a lord of the rings fan before it was cool i'm sure right Mm -hmm. for me to make fun of you being a lord of the rings fan then would not be cool i think because that would be like picking on someone who likes this thing that's not like the coolest thing on earth specialized thing yeah right like that that's me punching down and that's me bullying right Mm -hmm. now to make fun of this thing which people routinely hail as like the greatest film of the 21st century (laughs) and the coolest thing and if you don't know the name of the balrog then you're like some kind of weird nerd now i feel it's okay for me to make fun of these movies because they are they're too cool they're cooler than me they are yes like like we're like like punching up by doing this and and they are like moments in cinematic cinematic history that Mm -hmm. you know and they are like all of the things that keenan is saying like they are famously those things right like people people like make fun of them for those reasons that like how long they are and yeah there are there are moments in in all three movies that are transcendent of course yes like like brilliant brilliant brilliant. i just i just wouldn't watch i i have no plans at least not that i would never do it i have no plans at least to watch one from beginning to end on purpose anytime mm. soon. But like there are the, the, the first one I think is, is great. It's, I think it's the best one. 
And um, and then the other two have some really nice moments in it. But I was doing some math while I was talking 681 episodes of the Lord of the Rings minute, right? Because there's 11 hours and 21 minutes in the extended oh, yeah. editions. Yeah. Well, that's not, I mean, that's not counting um, uh, like there, you know, like, like we have like an Xmas special. Right. Like, He's right. Know, Halloween special. And <laughs> right. know, they might be having that stuff too. But uh, yeah. um, whatever the Hobbit, ho- they're probably Hobbit holidays, right? Oh, there's got to be. Oh, shoot. You're putting me on the spot. Like, I, don't, I don't know the Hobbit calendar, okay? <laughs> the Hobbit calendars come from a time before there were waters. So, yeah. I, I, I barely even know my calendar. Oh. <laughs> anyway, 681 minutes, apparently, of the extended edition. So wow. that's quite an issue. You know, I, I wonder yeah. sometimes, sorry, now we're just getting off because we don't want to talk about <laughs> little girl medical procedures. We're trying yeah. to find a reason. Like, I, I wonder about that. We've done 50 um, mm-hmm. minutes now and like whoa yeah it feels like we've really d- covered a lot of stuff and done a lot mm-hmm. of material but 600, 681 i mean yeah wow to dedicate your life to something like that mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no no, no I'm, i thought there was gonna be more but it's like uh, mm. i tried to think of something nice <laughs> no but like that's really that's really that's a whole lot of material that i yes yeah, once that team is done with that that's mm-hmm. are they already done with it uh, I believe, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go to, oh gosh, I'm on the spot now. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's not your no, show. I think, I think they actually, I think they actually are. I think wow. they got done with Return of the King. I think they're into like the Rings of Power now. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah. they're, oh, wow. Well, geez. Yeah. So that's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. stuff. So, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. no, I really hats off to them. I'm, I'm being, I'm being yes. jokey about it. But ha- that's, that's no, that is, and, and yeah. it like to, to what Keenan is saying, like, I think they're also like, like all of them are doing other things too. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. So like, who the fuck are we to talk? Like, like this is this is the thing that we're doing, right? Yeah, like, we haven't quit our day jobs to do no, that stuff yet. So everybody else, everybody else, like, and and that's like true of the Star Wars minute too. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, and yeah. Like, of other people, they're like, they're like, oh yeah, this is one of our shows, and you can find it. I was like, how do you guys do all that stuff? That's insane. You know, and that's another thing. Like, I think it's okay to make fun of Star Wars people because it's the coolest thing, but I mm. don't think it's okay to make fun of Star Trek people. <laughs> does, that, does that sound right? You know what? <laughs> Interesting. What Interesting. do you think about that? I've never thought about it, but huh. bullying someone for being a Star Trek fan sounds doesn't sound fun at all. That sounds really mean. Maybe because yeah, because it's it's still a little bit niche. Mm-hmm. It's still a little bit like, and maybe that's how you know Star Trek fans would want it, right? They don't right. want to be like you know we're not we're not sellouts. We're not like you know <laughs> like you know popcorn mm-hmm. entertainment. We're you know we're some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Even though I've never seen a single episode of Star Trek, uh-huh. I know all of the like. I mean, sure. Kind of to counter what you're saying, Keenan, like mm-hmm. it, it is so popular that I know all of the things without knowing, without like having seen an episode. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, who Jordy and Data are, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Picard and 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 uh, Scotty beam me up, and you know, and all that stuff, right? I'm sure there are people who are really pissed that that's what I thought Star Wars was as next gen, and not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're talking about Star Wars. You must be talking about uh, Gates McFadden as Beverly Crusher. Oh God, or, <laughs> not the original series. T. Wait, what do they call it now? TOS, which I think is an obnoxious sort of. Um, was that for acronym. the other side? The the original series. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> Because the jokes like me, who when you say Star Trek, I, I jumped to the one that I was I was on when I was a kid right. instead of the real the show that's called Star Trek. Because the other shows are not called Star Trek; they're called Star Trek, whatever. Oh, and they had to do that like like Episode Four, but it used to just be Star Wars, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So oh. what, sometimes I'll I'll say Star Wars in class to reference the seventy seven Star Wars, mm-hmm. and usually people know what I'm talking about. But then everyone's going to go which Star Wars, and I said the the good one, the one that's called <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> just to bother them. But. Oh my God. Any listeners of the Star Wars Minute 
or the Lord of the Rings minute or the Star Trek minute, if there is one, or you know what? Marvel movie minute. Andy, yeah. feel free to shit all over the exorcist too. <laughs> that's not us. Yeah. That's yeah. Not our thing no, right. you can, you can do that. We yeah. will, we will not take it personally. No, we'll be no okay I don't care it. about that. <laughs> That's fine. If you're gonna, if, if if you need a specific thing in The Exorcist, shit all over freaking, please. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So like, like what I was saying. Oh yeah, like, where were we? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so I was comparing like the violence and the gore to oh. like those big battles in like Lord of the Rings or Star right. Wars, right? Like bodies are are, are flying left and right, mm-hmm. and we don't even bat an eye, right? Like right. even in the realm of like even in the realm of horror, mm-hmm. right? Let, let's let's compare this blood to that of any Jason movie. Or mm-hmm. Freddy movie or Mike Myers, not Texas Michael Chainsaw. Myers. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, Michael Myers. <laughs> Let's compare this to Shrek. Right? <laughs> Even within the horror genre, said right. genre being the one in which this movie is famously thought of as like the gold standard, mm-hmm. right? And maybe this is this is one reason because even within the horror genre, the blood and the gore is presented with some kind of like uh, creative flourish, right? Mm-hmm. Like a nod, mm-hmm. a wink. Like it's telling us that like while this is horrific, it's so horrific and so over the top as to be unreal, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But like this scene right here, this quiet scene, well, like quiet as a room can be with like noisy, humming, outdated machinery, but like mm-hmm. this scene by not calling attention, by not having Reagan scream, by yeah. not having mom faint, which is what I would do, mm-hmm. by not having like mom gasp, like like is a thousand times worse than any Freddy or Jason kill, not only because there's no fanfare, mm-hmm. but also because it is put in a normal setting. Like you might mm-hmm. not meet Freddie or Jason walking down the street, but at some point you're going to go to the doctors. <laughs> oh God, that's so, that's so or true. Or the dentist or the <laughs> eye doctor or the ear doctor. Mm-hmm. And they might stick needles in you. Mm-hmm. And like, remember as a kid, you were afraid of the doctor because the doctor gives you shots and the adults tried to cure you of that later. You were right. <laughs> you were right this whole fucking time. And this movie is telling you that. We, we were uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago because this is, again, is the second medical sequence. Um, yeah. So we were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, about about 10 percent of people admit to having needle phobia. Right. Right. Um, and I, I, I was just realizing because that final that episode finally aired. I didn't share how, as I was like my own needle phobia. I think I was, mm. I was so repressing it. Oh. <laughs> so like I clear, I definitely have a needle phobia. We started having um, listeners tell us about their needle phobia. So oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, I didn't mention, I didn't admit to this as a problem for myself. So mm. when I, when I was a kid, I, I very famously remember, and my mother, my mother likes to remind me of it, of, of a time when I, I ran away from the nurse and was running oh. up and down the hall screaming. Oh. And like people in the waiting room hearing this little kid, like <laughs> I, I must have been three or four. So I just, like, like the Doppler effect, like back yeah. and forth in the hallways. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just imagining. So it's like it's like you're having you're having your own little moment, right? And like some other poor mom has brought her kid. <laughs> like, oh, sweetie, it's all going to be okay. This happens all the time. Everybody goes through this. Everyone has to get a new. <laughs> yeah, and and then I guess I've never gotten over it. When we get, you know, we've had to, we, we've been up more on our vaccines, right? And you get yeah. the flu shot and the COVID shot and, and right. all that. And so, like, I've, I've been, you know, taking it more seriously about having to go and get them. Yeah. And then sitting there. And, I, you know, for myself, I've learned, like, okay, don't look at it. Mm-hmm. Tell the nurse, hey, I'm a little, I'm a little punchy. You know, sorry about that in advance and just mm-hmm. let them do the thing. And, um, you know, I've gotten a little bit better at it. But, mm-hmm. but recently I've had, I was doing, um, 
I was trying to be nice. And there was mm-hmm. a, um, I got an email about a study, um, like a gay male health study. Like, okay. like we were looking for like STIs and stuff like that. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. I know I don't have any STIs. This would be mm-hmm. really helpful to them to see a baseline or what have you. Right, um, right. And it was like a $50 gift card. But anyway, it's like, <laughs> like, so <laughs> I had to go. like, I had to like swab the back of my throat and, and mm-hmm. like, give, and I had to like give them like a tiny amount of blood. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to t- give them a tiny amount of blood. And so I had to poke myself with it. And it oh. took me, it took me hours. I was sitting there trying to poke myself with one tiny little thing in my needle and I couldn't do it. <sighs> have you had, you, you have this trouble too, trying to poke yourself with it? I've, n- I've never had to do uh-huh. that. Yeah, it's really tiny. It looks just like, like a pushpin size thing and you break it apart and you're supposed to put, and then you're supposed to dip your, your finger. I, I think this is what you do for 23 and Me. Okay. Maybe I should have lied and told you it was for 23 and me and not a, <laughs> not a STI yeah, <laughs> test, yeah. but you know, but anyway, so, so I was, trying, I was like, I'm trying to do this good thing for science, right? For science mm-hmm. and for the, yeah. the gay community. Great. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to dip my, I'm trying to dip this thing into me and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to like, you know, do it. sink yourself yeah. into, you know, psych yourself into doing it. And I couldn't do it. Wow. And I'm like, oh God, I've been, I've been wasting like an entire afternoon <laughs> trying to trick myself. So I finally call my mother and I say, I need to come over. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this science experiment <laughs> for the good of the country, yeah. and I need you to do it. And um, and she starts to do it, and I start flinging away. And my mother's like <laughs> this sixty year old woman, and and I'm like I'm like instinctively like pushing her. I'm like, oh my god, oh, I can't no. believe this is happening. So she finally puts me on the couch, and she sits on me. <laughs> <laughs> puts her whole weight on me so that she could do it. And then still I waste like most of the blood because I'm like, ah, (laughs) pulling away. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then (laughs) and then um, a couple months later, we were on vacation in like a family vacation. We'd gone we'd gone home to Hawaii and stuff. And um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, um, I don't know, medical stuff had come up. And she says, and well, you know, you're really squeamish. And I'm like, me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I couldn't really even, like, and she's like, what? I'm like, oh, right, where you had to tackle me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you had to take my blood under duress <laughs> against my will. So I could get a gift card, a $50 Target <laughs> gift card or whatever it was, which I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them. I was like, this is for science. This is for. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll pay for this gift card in blood. <laughs> Hey, it was nice. They, they wrote back and like, you don't have any SCIs. I'm like, great. And they're like, here, you know, awesome. you've done a wonderful thing for, I, like, I know, but you did a wonderful thing for everybody. Here's your, here's your $50 gift card. Awesome. Wow. They had no idea how, how long it took me <laughs> and how I might've like instinctively cold cocked my mother, you know, like I was completely not in control of my body. Oh my God. I mean, you say that Keenan, and I'm, and I'm laughing and I apologize, but. <laughs> But no, like, like I don't like. You asked me if I've ever had to like right. stick myself. I have not, right. and I'm thinking about it right now. I don't think I would be able to. I would have to have somebody else do yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's like I think that's like a human like thing, a phenomenon. It's like unless you're like really used to it. Uh-huh. Um, but like, like even I think actually, it's weird that we're talking about this. But like, Friedkin talks about not Friedkin, uh, Blatty. Mm-hmm. In his, in you know the what what he calls his uh, sequel book to this, like the second book, right? Legion. Legion. Um, Which and, um, just so we we haven't talked about Legion yet, but so the people right. at home might know that as the Exorcist three movie. Right. Yeah. So so the Exorcist three, the film, is based on Blatty's book Legion, right? Um, which is supposed to be like a sequel of the Exorcist. So it's I guess in his mind it's it's, it's the Exorcist two, right? Um, but yeah. Um, 
but in that, like that one stars Kinderman and Kinderman is talking about like this burn victim. And he's talking about like, like trying to wrap his head around it. And he talks to like one of his uh, assistant detectives and he's like, have you ever tried to like hold your thumb over a lighter? Like, mm. have you ever tried to hold your thumb or, or like press, like, like put your thumb on a frying pan, like when it's, you know, when it's burning hot and he's like, try it, you won't be able to do it. You mm-hmm. won't be able to stay there for long. You will, your, your, your body will instinctively pull away. Right. Um, and I think that's, it's that idea. He's trying to like impress upon us, like how painful it is to, you know, to be burning alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can't, you have no control. You can't like step out of that, you know? Right. Um, but, that, and, and again, like Blatty writing both of those books in the context of Vietnam and anti-war, right. anti-Vietnam war protests and other mm-hmm. Famous protests um, for other issues in Southeast Asia where people had lit themselves on fire. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And so, like, the idea of of like a doctor sticking you mm-hmm. versus like you sticking yourself. Like, right. I yeah, I don't even know. Like, I'm amazed that you that you managed <laughs> to get any blood at all. Like, yeah. So then you doing it. So like, um, my mother's a 60 year old woman. I don't mm-hmm. know that I would say that I'm stronger than her. I'm the mm-hmm. weakest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, my little sister is stronger than me. Um, mm-hmm. My boyfriend is stronger than me. I don't mm-hmm. know who is stronger than you in your life that you would get to to do that. Like your brother, well, maybe. But <laughs> honestly, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. It, right. Right. I don't think it matters at that point. I think, I think, you know, like, like these doctors later, they're mm-hmm. going to try to describe like how Reagan can be so strong. Oh, right? uh, this yeah. Girl, mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, when someone's trying to take your blood, I don't think mm-hmm. it matters how old you are or how strong you are. I mm-hmm. think, I think, you know, something, something happens and you're able to, <laughs> you're able to like cold, like you said, cold cock. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it felt like I was really close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, all that to say folks, like, Boy, oh boy, like this is, this is some, some crazy, crazy stuff that we're looking at here. And, and like, please, uh, you know, I, I hope you'll, uh, you'll, you'll indulge us. You'll pardon us for, for going off the beaten path a little bit, um, in the, in these like recent minutes, just because like, it's, it's really uncomfortable to talk right, about some really, of this stuff. Really like, yeah, gross. we promise we'll be better in future minutes. Right. When we're talking about, uh, you know, the existential God stuff and all that, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be right on course all the time. Yeah. Oh, well, let me, let me say something first here. So, so yeah, back to Reagan and we have this, this blood squirting out and uh-huh. it, it looks really out of control. Like it's a special effect, obviously. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. of it goes onto the, um, the blanket that's on her chest and the gauze they put there, but some of it goes onto her forehead. Like yes. it goes the opposite opposite directions like oh mm-hmm. god that's really out of control and then think about linda blair you know feeling mm-hmm. that you know and it's mm-hmm. probably it's probably not warm like brad it's probably cold like stage oh, one, yeah. you know it's right, like, right, like right. that reaction um and then something else that kind of um helps with that sometimes with um like that freddy freddy krueger blood that you're talking about um right. or let's not I don't mean literally, Fred, but like let's say the bad imitators of freddy krueger like right, that blood right. is often really fake looking because it's so red Mm-hmm, it, it, look, it looks it doesn't look right and here bright red. really bright red right and you know when blood comes out of you often it's very bright red mm-hmm. so i think there's a nice little trick going on here because the blood that's coming out of reagan is that bright red that's you yes. know hitting oxygen first but then it hits these other colors it hits the um the blue blanket that's on her the the hospital blanket and then this, mm-hmm. the ugly brown gloves we've been talking about a lot right, right so it starts to look like old deoxygenated blood right it, like it yes. looks more realistic here i think it's because of what it's hitting yes so, whew, yeah, with with the needle still in, our doc takes another needle, a rather a rather long one, and he threads it into the one that's already in Reagan's neck. Mm-hmm. Now that stops the blood flow, and then we get a cut. Uh, by the way, uh, before we cut away, I just want to point out the amazing acting again by Linda Blair, folks. She is doing exactly what any normal person would be doing. Well, actually, no, not me. Uh, I would be I would be gone. I would be right. I would have fainted long before this, right? 
But what I'm saying is that she is doing this thing where she's very quiet. Again, with the quietness of this scene, she's she's very quiet. She's holding back mm-hmm. a lot, which again is hard to do well as an actor because how do you hold back nothing, mm-hmm. right? But it looks like she's holding back tears, holding back screams, holding back everything and trying to put on this brave face. And again, the complexity of like, okay, Linda, I want you to play brave, but not just brave, brave with a whole bunch of barely contained pain and fear behind it. Action, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like, it's insane. It's it's just a, like like just this little bit where she's trying to put on a good face for these doctors, for mom, while this horrible stuff is 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 you know being done to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we we cut from her face to mom's face, and I was again surprised and touched when you do these things frame by frame, folks, like second by second, rewinding, pausing, you still remember things wrong. So mm-hmm. when the time came to write the notes on Ellen Burstyn's like expression here, I was all ready to talk about like the shock and the horror on her face, but no, mm-hmm. this next shot breaks your heart. We go so fast from horror and revulsion to heartbreak. Our mirror neurons are getting whiplash. Like I want to sue Friedkin for soft tissue damage of my mirror neurons, right? <laughs> Emotional whiplash because like now we're looking at mom and folks, they are they are doing their best to make it look scary with the lighting and all the, the mm. German expressionist shadows. But like despite that, her love for her daughter and her consequent heartbreak – uh, like at what is happening right now shines through, pierces us huh, just like a needle. Mm-hmm. And suddenly our hearts are breaking too because also, folks, we have info that mom doesn't. We know that all of this is pointless. Mm-hmm. And seeing that heartbreak and that little like like sliver of hope right on mom's face that maybe this procedure is helping yeah. only further breaks our hearts and, and makes us angry. Like this is not right. This is not fair. This is useless and unnecessary and painful. And and like, when is it going to stop? I'm glad that we keep, uh, sometimes I'm worried that we keep saying sort of the same thing and that our listeners mm. who are listening to all of our episodes and not skipping right. around like some of them are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine too. But however yeah. you want to listen to us, listen to us. Um, yeah. But like we, I, I worry sometimes we keep talking about how strong these two performances by these, by these two women right. are. But I think it, I think it's really worth repeating uh, because yeah. um, they are playing it. You know, we're going to see Reagan start to be really possessed in a way that, like, mm-hmm. it's undeniably possessed, and she's basically Linda Blair is basically playing another character, right? right? But here, even before that, I mean, these they're playing it like it would really be. And, and mm-hmm. that that is such an important choice to the success of this movie, like really thinking about what what it would be like to have your actual daughter in these situations. Yes. That is is incredibly, incredibly heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I I wonder sometimes when, you know, when we started this, you know, uh, you know I, 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 like I was saying, I saw Rocky in my class and um, Rocky is one of my very favorite movies. It's mm-hmm. pretty high up mm-hmm. for you, I think, right? You like Rocky yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of my very favorite movies. It's probably my favorite love story, Rocky. And we mm-hmm. were putting it up in the big screen for the class, and I hadn't shown it in the class before. Mm. And we're and I'm I'm a little normally I, I tell the students like I'm not concerned about whether you like the same movies that I like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to make sure that they're not like um, saying that I don't like this movie, you know, so it's not any good, right? So there's nothing for me to learn. So I'm like, you know, even if you don't like it, I'm not going to go around and ask you if you like it. We're going to ask how it's working, you know, etc. Right. Like what how it's functioning. But this is one of my very, you know, the one of the movies that's that's so uh, you know so 
core to who I am, <laughs> right? Is right. Rocky, <laughs> and uh, and so I'm watching. I'm like, oh, they're not like they're not going to like this. It's cheesy. It's slow or whatever, oh. you know. And and then and then I was like, no, I don't care about them anymore. As I'm watching it, like this movie is is genius. It's brilliant. But mm-hmm. and they, they, most of them ended up liking it. They cheered at the end, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And so when we started this, I'm like, you know, I remember this Elton Burstyn performance as being one of the best performances I've seen in a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I just, you know, is that like, where's that coming from? Is it just you build it up over decades of thinking that and then you haven't, I haven't seen this movie since the um, like 2010, I guess, when it was in, it was in theaters at Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it as good as I remember? And yes, it really is. Like she yes. is, she is, um, she is incredibly, incredibly honest and vulnerable, right? I mean, this is this is just something else. This is beyond what is necessary, right? For a quote unquote mm-hmm. horror movie, right? <laughs> it's like a real performance. It, it, like yes. like like they've made a decision that we're going to be in a real family drama. And sorry, yes. I'm just I'm just that that's no information that any of you need. That's no analysis. So the movie's really good. But like, mm-hmm. I was really struck this week looking at at the batches of minutes that we're looking at and being like, this performance is maybe not even not even just as good as i remember it but maybe better than i remember it this is yeah. an exceptional exceptional job she does yeah and i mean like yeah uh, like sorry that was just me fanboying over this movie no. that i've, no, I've spent i'm gonna spend a couple months on in my life i'm just fanboying yeah. over it <laughs> but i mean yeah yeah folks um i mean like and keenan like you got me who like admittedly this is the only ellen burston movie i've seen mm-hmm. right so like if, you, if you're worried it was like is this objective is this mm-hmm, subjective mm-hmm. like i'm here to tell you like your co-host like like no i like this is this is a brilliant performance mm-hmm. and folks yeah, again, like Keenan said, like, you know, it, it, we apologize if we do sound like a, like, like a couple of broken records. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we just can't stop gushing. Hey, much like Reagan's neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop gushing uh, about like the, the performances of these actors, right? And so far, yeah, our focus seems to be on uh, Ellen Burstyn and Linda Blair, right. right? Like both of them. And and this is, this is their, like, you know... Um, this is their moment. These are their minutes right here. Right. Um, you know, we got some other doctors and we got some, you know, we got Klein and we got, you know, these radiologists, but like, this is, this is Blair and Burston's moments here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and yeah, they are, like I said, they are really making us feel like this procedure. We're like, God, like, when is it going to stop? Yeah. I guess, I guess part of the reason why I'm bringing it up here and maybe why, why mm-hmm. you were bringing it up, like we can think about, Oh God, what's making us, what's making these people pass out. Right. What's making mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is like, the subject matter and the editing and the and the sound especially mm-hmm. like i get that but i think and like possibly the hype and you know yeah like, sure yeah absolutely right right but but like if you if you don't have these performances where like in the in the minutes even if you're watching them out of context you know and you care about these people yes right like um like i don't know if if you have the same response of people passing mm-hmm. out or, or or walking out and then coming back again yeah, I mean that would be a, that, that. That's an interesting experiment. That would be a very cruel experiment <laughs> to do. But it's like it's like, hey guys, we're gonna go watch um, you know, a river runs through it or whatever, and, and then you just like cut to like no exorcist, no no nothing. Right. It's just this medical scene, and and see if people like react the same way. Right. right. That's interesting. That's cruel. Yeah. <laughs> right. As <Yeah>. you say, <laughs> it would be horrible. Right. right. They'll, they'll take away your um your programming rights down at the movie theater. Yes. <laughs> <for> yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But there yeah, was, so, um, hmm. there have been a couple, a couple times where, like, they, what did they show in front of? Um, they were showing the movie Hop, I believe. Okay. Um, at a movie theater, but then they put on the wrong movie. Oh. Um, it was like some horror movie that oh, they no. showed on there, I think, um, <laughs> or something like that. So there's like a horror movie. Hold on, horror movie. 
accidentally. I'm sure there have been instances where like, <laughs> it's supposed to be a kids movie, and then and then they switch the rules. Oh, okay, something. okay. So it wasn't Hop. It was Detective Pikachu. Oh my god! <laughs> and they put on uh, the La Llorona movie, which is the woman who um, <gasps> who takes her kids to the river and drowns them. Oh my and god! And now then wants to take you. You know, obviously they didn't get far into the movie before someone notices the right, wrong. Right. But but if they had, I just going to that... the river. Okay, it's like we're probably going to see <laughs> we're probably going to see Bulbasaur or <laughs> Squirtle Bulbasaur, right? or any of those water Pokemon. I'm sure. <laughs> right. If it were the Simpsons, they would keep watching. Right. They'd keep watching way too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she she drowns her kids in the rivers and then and then comes out as a ghost and trying to drown your kids in the river. Right. Pull them right. The river. Right. Because <laughs> drowning kids in rivers. That's you know. right. 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 But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like back to this minute, like all of this stuff, just like so useless and unnecessary, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of like adds to our, like our discomfort, right? It's like, and we're thinking, when is this going to stop? Right. But it, but it doesn't, right? We cut back to Reagan and the doc and he removes that needle, he, the needle within the needle. Mm-hmm. Why did he need that needle if he's going to take it back out? Mm-hmm. And he removes it so that n- now like he's going to attach a clear tube to the end of the first needle, right. the one that's still in Reagan's neck. Mm-hmm. And we see the blood is now contained and it is flowing through this tube. And Reagan has been uh, hooked up, you know, to whatever the fuck machine this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I swear it's almost like insult to injury. That's when the other guy comes in with this restraining tape, mm-hmm. like, like, hey, we don't want you to move your head during this. Like, you did all that needle stuff before mm-hmm. securing her head. Right. And, and that also leads me to wonder, it's like, what the fuck is coming next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, this is the, yeah, that was just the prelude, right? Right, right. Now we got to make sure her head is stationary. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, got to make sure she's perfectly still for the next part. Right. Like, oh, my God. Jeez. <sighs> so what it turns out is that they're going to bring the actual radiology m- machine out, the one with right. radiation. And so he can't uh, – our poor Mr. Mister Bateson, the murderer, he can't right. stand next to it. He, that's why he has to you know, restrain her head because he can't be there to comfort her anymore. Oh, because he was holding her right. head mm-hmm. before and yeah. now he can't stand next to the, the horrible right. radiation machine. Because they don't want to give him yeah, cancer, this poor right, right. potential serial murderer. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. it would be awful to give him cancer. <laughs> um, anyway uh, – <laughs> I don't know if we'll keep that in or not. <laughs> um, we got another shot of Klein and Mom and our technician. Mom is looking anguished. Klein is looking academically concerned with his hand doing this weird, like, imperious resting pose. Mm-hmm. Um, and our technician, whose face has not changed, right? He has seen some shit and he is seeing more shit right now. The radiologist, um, yeah. The radiologist, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, and we got some loud clanging mm. as they roll in every spare piece of office machinery we got a fax machine we got mm-hmm. a printer this shit looks so clunky and ancient it looks like something george lucas would design for his story that takes place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yeah it, it looks like futuristic junk oh you know i got to interview so i was just making fun of star wars or whatever i got to one of the cool things i did, i got to interview roger christian who was the um set grader for star wars a couple of oh, years ago okay um did he use any of this machine <laughs> yeah basically right he was like exactly that like i want to look for futuristic junk because that was different at the time and he was talking about, yeah, finding like, you know, airplane, airplane covers, you know, stuff that you wouldn't even notice and, and messing all up. And then he's, he becomes the art director on Alien, which is where I geeked out, you know, I was, oh. him, yeah, which is the best. Well, there like, we go. There we go. Yeah. That's like the best art director job. But yeah, his, his job, like, yeah, finding all this stuff. It's really interesting, right? Like, yeah, futuristic junk. It's really beat up stuff. Yeah. So like you're saying, okay, like one of the machines they roll in looks new and, and you know, mm-hmm. it's the biggest, scariest one. It's really hulking. And then the other ones look like, yeah, like they've been through some stuff. Like they've Yeah, been, right. Like they need a new paint job. But, you know, yeah. is that how important is that to paint it? 
you know, to make it look nice. I guess not. I guess not. But just like for for like, I don't know, somebody's comfort. Right. I mean, these things look like these things look like they might not work right. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it. I think it would necessarily, you know, might be important to to paint them and to clean them up. Or yeah. I think that's something that we've decided, like, like this, this, the machinery we have here is very square. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a paint job, right? Like we were talking about that, I guess, with the uncanny valley, right? About how, you know, these, these, these square corners, um, mm-hmm. make it look less friendly. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, so like the rounded corners we would have today are, are things that aren't painted, but if they just come in plastic, that's already colored some color, right? right? So they can't wear the, the color off makes it makes it feel more comforting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, like I, like this is only about 10 years before I was born, but oh, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with any of this equipment. This is like yeah. nightmare inducing. No matter how well it works or no matter how like well oiled a mm-hmm. machine this is, right? Like we want it to, we want it to also look to the patients and to the, you know, the, like the people observing that it's not going to like, I don't know, like loosen a screw right. and like just start like slicing people up or something. Right. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shooting, shooting radiation in the wrong direction or something. Exactly, Who knows, right? right? <laughs> like that, that stuff could be leaking. I don't know. Right, like, I have no idea, right? Yeah. But yeah, more than the demonic possession, mm-hmm. like I'm having trouble believing that this high school overhead projector <laughs> and, this, and this fucking industrial office copy machine <laughs> is a real medical machine. Like now, the thing on the- For yeah. those at home, you're going to have to explain <laughs> what an overhead projector is. <laughs> oh, folks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know the demographic necessarily of, of like the folks who listen. But did yeah, you see folks, the Did you see the Suicide Squad? Uh, no, I didn't. It's the second Suicide Squad movie, and, and Pete Davidson. Oh. Yeah, they're they're briefing them in a in a um in a uh, like a college classroom looking thing, mm-hmm. and uh, Viola Davis is briefing them uh, on mm-hmm. their mission and what they're supposed to do. And Pete Davidson's character is like, "What's that thing over there?" And she looks over. <laughs> That's an overhead projector. <laughs> What's it for? It's it's before we had this, you know, fancy new computer system. We had to use that. Right? Right? Yeah, do you yeah. still use it? Not really. Why don't you get rid of that? <laughs> She's like, "We're going to move on from this." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, younger listeners, yeah, just Google like overhead projector. Like it's the thing that like, you know, before we had, uh, mm-hmm. you know, projectors to project like movies onto <laughs> walls or screens, like in the classroom, you would bl- bring in this like big clunky like thing. And it would be on a, on a tray with wheels, like this big, like boxy tray with wheels. And you, you just like wheel it in. And it was always, I don't, I don't know, Keenan, like I always had like good memories, you know, mm-hmm. fond memories. Like anytime the teacher wheeled this thing is like, mm-hmm. Ooh, like we're going to see like a movie or something like that. Right. Um, you know, for class but uh but but your transparencies they had to be they had to be black and white and then at some point they started mm -hmm. having color transparencies and you thought it was the coolest thing yeah but But the teachers would have to fight over who got to use the color transparency right because there was only there's always in every school right this says something about school funding right here but like in every school there's always like one right and it's like it's it's our turn we're gonna watch uh you know a river runs through it or whatever Um, and it's like, no, 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 we're going to watch uh, Charlotte's Web or, or of Mice and Men or blah, you know. And so like you'd have like these, you know, these little these little tiffs between the teachers and, you know, you just hope that your teacher wins and you get to watch uh, you know, Charlotte's Web. Or right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Whoever the like, strongest oh teacher is. Yeah. <laughs> And back when we were growing up kids, they would settle it with a cage fight. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Mrs. Beeman versus, versus Miss- Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Reigning champion, returning champion, Mrs. Miller. With her with her signature move, the broken off pointer. <laughs> 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 
I did like that. You know, I, I always wanted to be a teacher and, um, you know, I always had thoughts of that. And like, so I, I don't know if I was the only one paying attention to them, but I tried to like figure out which teachers didn't like each other. You know, I'm like, oh, is that, is that yeah. a real dislike? Are they really friends? <laughs> yeah. Trying to get some teacher tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, like, but that's what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Keenan, like the thing on the right, yeah. the thing on the right looks like like back to, you know, we're talking about school again. You know how like in school we had those large rolls of colored butcher paper? That's exactly, like for art projects, yeah, exactly right? And, like and they that. rested in these in these big spools, right? Mm-hmm. On, a, on a rack that you could roll around from classroom to classroom, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what that thing looks like. Yeah. And, and they just took the fax machine and the butcher paper rack and the, <laughs> and the projector and they, and they wheeled them up next to Reagan's head. And they're like, well, maybe this will do something. I don't know. You know. What are you doing to my daughter? We're turning into an announcement for prom. Yeah. <laughs> We're announcing the theme for prom with your daughter. <laughs> and this blood is like ex- an expressionist artwork. <laughs> it's Arabian Nights. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, Arabian Nights. <laughs> this is in the seventies, Lester. This is they can do oh, all oh, sorts oh, of right, right, right. all sorts of themes for prom. They can't do anymore. Right. Yeah. Like culturally, ins- I, was, right. I was like, right, right, right. The seventies where we right. where we were were idiots. Right. Safari um, prom, I'm sure. Oh and prom in the South Seas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old West. <laughs> God. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now, like, just as we're wondering, like, at all of this crazy machinery, right, the lights begin to dim. Mm-hmm. And I had this weird, like, instinctual feel, like, you know, getting back to, like, when your teacher would wheel in, you know, like, the projector, mm-hmm. like, that it was like, oh, 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 like, like, hey, guys, we're going to pause this horrible movie and we're going to, we're going to see, <laughs> <laughs> like, some kind of, like, watching The Exorcist is class and right. we get a break from that. Like, we're going to watch. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that really is an overhead projector. And now the docs are going to show Reagan like a science video. Right? Like the human heart pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood each day. Yes, folks, that's that's a real number. I had to look that up. Um, I guess all of them are real numbers, right? Like except the ones that aren't that's fucking right. imaginary numbers. All right, I'm done thinking about school. Yeah, now. Let's get back to this minute. That's about where I stopped um, trying hard in math. And I, yeah. <laughs> I became like, oh, okay. just a humanities person. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's like oh, thank God we're gonna stop watching boring little girls getting um getting their cerebrospinal fluid taken out. Let's look at some charts. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Let's look at an x axis and a y axis. That's mm-hmm. fun. And now the solar system, right? <laughs> Something like that. Oh <sighs> yeah. So so we have this this video of this terrible things happening to Reagan, and then the radiologist turns to us and says, "Oh, I didn't see you there." <laughs> The solar system is composed at the center with our sun, which we sometimes call Sol. Strange to think that all the heat on Earth and all the light comes from its combination of two of the most prominent elements in the solar system, helium and hydrogen. I was waiting for you to stop me somewhere. I'm trying to think, like, what would... It's like, doctor, doctor, we gotta... Doctor, we're in the middle of a very important operation... I was getting to that if you let me finish. I said helium, just like we're pumping into this girl's oh, brain. Hey. See, it all comes back. Oh, my God. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Now, watch what happens when I ingest some of this helium. Okay, so we're going to – yeah. And he just does the rest of the operation like that. He's like, okay, Reagan, don't move. Right. God. Do you see how silly we get when – When it's the worst you know, episode. When it's the worst yeah. possible thing. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so, so – um, <laughs> 
like we're almost done. We have like 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 five more seconds. I don't want to talk this. about him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Rem- I want to be like, hey, '90s kids, remember high yeah. school? That's much more interesting than watching this poor girl get her. Her her fluid that that does that fluid must do something. It needs to be in there. <laughs> it needs to be inside. Right? It's not like it's not like blood that you can just kind of like you know higgledy piggledy just you know kind of you know like let loose. Right. Doctor, uh, you know sometimes she has too much blood. Yeah, like it's seventeen hundreds. <laughs> That's your problem, madam. Your daughter has too much blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the dimming of the lights here it focuses our attention. Mm-hmm. I like the effectiveness of this, right? Like it's a thing happening in the real world, but it also like focuses our attention on Reagan's face, mm-hmm. right? Just naturally. And we cut to a close up of her face. And it almost seems as if this part of the ordeal is going to be like, less stressful, right? The lights are low. The noise has changed. Mm -hmm. It's this weird, like thresholdy liminal feeling, right? Like we're being set up for something that's about to happen again, like the start of a projected movie or something, Mm -hmm. right? There's red light on her face. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And we're brought in real close to Reagan's face. And folks, if you look, her face is bathed in this red light Mm -hmm. and on her forehead, Keenan, do you see on her forehead, of course. Now I see. <laughs> yes. On her forehead, folks, is a cross. Obviously a shadow from the machine, mm-hmm. but it's perfectly in the center of her forehead like she just came back from Ash Wednesday Mass. That is really interesting. So I'm assuming that this is, is the real machinery or some facsimile of the real machinery. I think we're in a real mm-hmm. radio, we're in a real we're in a real clinic. So yeah, I don't think yeah. that they they brought in, you know, fake machinery or something, but maybe. But like, yeah, that's probably something that maybe Friedkin and Blatty had observed, right? Like this this cross that comes on the face, and yes, because they don't think yeah. that they they started like putting in um, artifacts up inside this light, you right, know? Yeah. Like, hey, we're gonna take care of your clinic, but we're gonna shove some crosses up in places that right, ain't like, been well, no what, crosses before. Yeah, what's gonna happen if we if we insert this cross into this like highly radioactive machine? <laughs> right? like, yeah, um, I was talking about the shape of light before. Uh-huh. And often they'll use what's called a cookie, which is a um it's short for <laughs> it's short for Kukalora. I don't know why that that that's um oh. yeah, so it's short for Kukalora, so it's a cookie, uh K-O-O-K-I-E. But so okay. it it like um it's like this uh imagine not it's not made of cardboard. Imagine this board, this really thin board that you've cut like holes in it to your own specifications. And the idea is you uh-huh. put it in front of a light and it looks like it's coming through um, bushes or, or leaves or something like that. Oh, so there's okay. different kinds of cookies. And, and, the, and so they, they will occasionally like craft something like this. It's like, you know, some kind of shape in it to make a shadow like that. That's yeah. sort of some kind of like um, cookie, but I don't think that's what's going on here. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I didn't want to say like, it looks like a cookie and then just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, it could look like a cookie. It could also look like a, I don't know, like a communion, uh, communion host. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Uh-huh. Cause it's got that little, it's, it's the, the, the little cross in there. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, like, so folks, I, like I, I mentioned Ash Wednesday, um, and Ash Wednesday is like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to explain Ash Wednesday to fans of the exorcist. Uh-huh, like, I yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but like, like, so it, it, it's the beginning of. Uh, a season in the church known as Lent, right? This is this is a huge deal in the liturgical calendar being like um, the 40 days leading up to Easter. Um, it's a time of uh, fasting and self-reflection and prayer. Um, and it, like it's mirroring the the 40 days and 40 nights mm-hmm. of like Jesus in the desert, right? When the devil comes and tempts him and, you know, and all that. Um, and actually, actually, hmm, by the time this episode drops if if my math is right which it it sometimes isn't um if we remain on schedule then y'all should be right in 
the middle of Lent right oh, now, okay. smack in the middle, like as you're listening to this. Um, and also just a mess, just, just a message to future Lester listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you mess up and eat meat on Friday yet? <laughs> always happens. You try not to, but you always forget you sinner. This is what happens when they let up on you Catholics. If there was no meat every Friday, you would not forget. But they're like, oh, you know, I'll leave it up to you. Try not to eat meat on Fridays, but certainly not on Friday of Lent Friday, right? Right, no. right. right. Yeah, on yeah. the lentil Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, that's their fault. <laughs> they need to go back to the old fire and brimstone dogma ways. <laughs> give them an inch, give us an inch. And, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I remember growing up, uh, I, was, I was best friends with a kid whose parents were the musical directors of our church. And I was staying over at their house and uh, this was during Lent and we accidentally had meat. Like it was like, it was, had like snacks or something no. like in the, in the fridge. It was like, like pizza rolls or something uh, like that. Right. Uh-huh. And it was, it was on Friday during Lent. And, um, you know, as I, I, we went to like our friend's dad and in our friend's dad was like, buddy, that is the least of God's concerns. I think you're okay. <laughs> right. So even today, like even, you know, modern Catholics are like, ah, you know, like, like of all the things God's worried about, mm-hmm. you know, like you doing or not doing, I think eating like accidentally having like a pepperoni on, 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 you know, Friday on Lent, I think is, uh, I think you're all right. Mm. right. So it's what's inside and not like your, your outward um, acts. I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's what's inside, like your blood and your guts, oh, God. Right? except when they're not inside, except when they're shooting out. <laughs> that must be some, I have, I have a, Sim, I, that must be a Simpsons thing. I have, I have Lenny's mm. voice in my head. Uh, like, yeah, put it back in, put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be on oh. the inside. <laughs> yeah. The red stuff goes on the inside. Yeah. Like any jelly donut. Ugh. Yeah. This poor girl. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, so yeah, back to this minute. We got we got five seconds right, to go let's, on this let's thing. Do All right, it. Like, you know, I, I brought up Lent because like Ash Wednesday and, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, you, you would go to church right. and you would get a little cross on your forehead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a little ash cross, right? Much like Reagan has in this shot, right? Wouldn't it wait, actually, wouldn't it be cool if from from this day right here to the end of the film, it was like 40 days, hmm. like in, in the world of the film, I mean, like, I guess, I guess we could look it up, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, how do see. we, how do we figure that out? Cause, uh, yeah, well, the book, the mm-hmm. book actually is very clear about the start and end dates of the story. The book begins on April fool's day. That's like why Chris thinks that, you know, Reagan is like messing around with the noises in the attic. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And it ends on mother's day. Okay. So that's so that let's say hang on. It's <laughs> April first to May fourteenth. That's forty three days. Well, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, Mother's Day varies though. That's oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm, so you might okay. be on a forty days. Yeah, but God, that seems like so, like such a short time for all of this to be happening, <laughs> right. right? Like we think this is like a year at least, mm-hmm, right? Right. Or, or something like that. Plus, in the movie, it's like Halloween at some point. Yeah, for sure, it's, it's Halloween it's, it's, on that day where she first sees Father Karras. Right. She's walking in tubular, tub, tubular bells is happening. Yes. And, and the, you know, it's autumn and the leaves are falling. Right. So at least in the movie, it's telling us that it's Halloween. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like we're not going to figure this out. It doesn't match up. Oh, well, whatever. That's interesting. Like Mother's Day for the book. I mean, that's symbolic mm-hmm. and, and really nice for both Damien. And um, I guess it's not nice for Damien, but it's like, like that's really, <laughs> that's really interesting for Damien and for Reagan that it's on Mother's right. Day. Um, yes. The movie, of course, looks so great with, with fall and winter looks, right? That's what yes. that just, mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. feels right because we're dealing with a a medium of images rather than ideas yeah yeah so now the last three seconds of this minute we got someone saying hook up 
And we get this little montage of action here. Mm-hmm. We got we got someone flipping a switch. We got a mechanical piston thingy counting down milliliters. Mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. is like they're milliliters. Um, is that is that the, the helium that's going in? Oh, I hope so. I hope it's not yeah the blood going down. That's what I assumed it was. And you're probably yeah. right. Yeah. Like, but like, do you measure? Do you measure gas in liters too? Um, usually cubic cubic millimeters. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what this, what's going on, right. right? Um, and then we got a hand clutching one of those uh, remote. Well, I don't know if it's a remote because it, it it has a wire. Yeah, um, well, yeah, that would still be remote. So early early remote controls had wires. It, re- okay, remote right. just meant um, remote didn't mean through lasers back then. It just meant distance. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So rem- like actual remote. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, like this, this weird button activated machine starter button thing, right? <laughs> like it's a machine, it's a machine that starts the, it's a, it's a button that starts the machine, but it's like uh, disconnected from the machine right. or connected, mm-hmm. but like remotely. Right. Yeah. Remote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remote. There we go. All right. Yeah. Um, and he like, uh, the, the hand like thumbs down the button mm-hmm. and, uh, that is where our minute ends. Mm-hmm. I would love to. I would love to read to you now that we're near the end of this um, this yes. harrowing sequence of all of this. Uh, whew, all of this Talking stuff about the happening to her. Right? It was like, quite hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. So let me read to you the way this plays out in the screenplay. So this is after Klein says, "Well, now don't be alarmed if it's a lesion. In a way, it's fortunate. We all we have to do is remove the scar." All right. A reading from the screenplay of Blatty. Interior radiological lab, a series of shots, Reagan having brain x-rays, open parentheses, anterior gram, close parentheses, Chris and radiologist present. That's it. What? What? That's it? That's the whole thing. (laughs) Folks, that, like, I I am again and again, like, surprised by the, 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 the starkness and the, and the, like, minimal, minimalosity, minimalisticness of, of, like, screenplays and scripts right. when you, like, especially, like, scenes like this where, like, every, every shot, mm-hmm. every frame, every, every angle, every, every object, every actor's face, every, everything is, like, burned into our brains. Mm-hmm. And then we read the script that it came from, mm-hmm. and it's so... Uh, devoid of all of that stuff. Right. Reagan having brain x-rayed. And then we move on. <laughs> and that's it. So this is an eighth of a page. You know, they mm. generally, generally um, one screenplay page is one minute of film. Right. And that's, that's the, the rule of thumb they use. Everyone knows that that doesn't quite lay out. If there, if it's more dialogue, it's more pages than, than screen time. Cause people talk faster than, than that. And if it's more action, I was always, hmm? I, I was always wondering about that yeah. because then you have like, like really long shots mm-hmm. of like Jack Nicholson in the shining, right. just like staring out the window. And it's like, it takes a whole minute. Right. And it's like, how do you, what is, what is that page yeah. on the screen? Like, and he's looking and he's really looking <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and he's still, still looking. looking. We just, we gotta, we gotta fill this page full of words talking about him looking. So it's a rule of thumb that people in the industry know does not really work, um, but it's mm. the best they have. There's no better version of that. than you know. Right. Um, so actually when, before the movie is shot, the script supervisor will sit there and imagine the movie with the stopwatch and, and sort of mm. time every single scene and then add it all up and give that mm-hmm. an approximate. Um, so, so even then they know that she's, she's going to be able to uh, predict a different length than just that one page, one shot rule. Right. But obviously, as we say, like, like, 
action lines um, can be very variable, right? The mm-hmm. joke in the industry, which isn't exactly how it lays out in the screenplay for Gone with the Wind, the joke mm-hmm. is Atlanta burns one line and then it's a 10 minute sequence, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> like, like that's the joke of it. But here we have a version of that, right? It's one eighth of a page standing in for um, three minutes of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things about that. The reason I wanted to, to talk about this and save it towards the end is so again, we have a script written by Blatty. Um mm-hmm. That is an earlier draft, potentially. They might, uh, I, we haven't found another draft of it. Um, right. So either they've gone and rewritten some of this stuff or it's left to Friedkin to sequence, which I think is probably right. more likely. Um, yes. What we've read so far is like Blatty and Friedkin going and seeing some of these procedures, Friedkin then going into the weeds and like talking to the technicians and really trying to figure out what it is and then casting those technicians and right. basically being like, okay, let's do what we would do if Reagan were a real child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems to me that this is an area where Blatty, wasn't sure what this would look like which is fair um mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. before he's able to do his movie research right um because in a, in a in a book you could just say oh they came back from when reagan had her brain x-ray right right um and sort of leaving that to friedkin a little bit right blatty is the writer of the book the writer of the screenplay and the producer and here he's like it looks to me like basically sort of trusting friedkin to come up with something Right. Yes. And, and then, you know, as Friedkin is like, well, we're going to make like a three and a half minute section of this. Blatty's mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I'm sort of in support of that. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And yet yeah, remember that folks like um, and again, it's it's one of those kind of like, um, I guess, you know, people who, um, you know, are, are a little bit less uh, familiar with the film process or the acting process mm-hmm. or the filmmaking process or the, the script writing process, right? You know, you might have it in, in your head. I certainly did. Like when I was mm-hmm. starting out that like, it's like, oh yeah, you just, you know, you just follow what it says on the script, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and all of that stuff, all of that amazing stuff that we see in movies, in the final product is, you know, that must have been in the script already. And that just kind of like highlights, uh, you know, the talents of these actors, of these directors, of these cinematographers, mm-hmm. right? Like all of these people putting in extra stuff. Like it's, it's you know, that wasn't there in the script. I think that's right. really amazing. Yeah, that, that's a little bit beyond the scope of, of our talk here. Maybe, maybe we'll come back to it as we look at some more Blatty script. But, you know, mm-hmm. a screenplay is very different from a novel. And the, mm-hmm. the screenwriter has to, um, sometimes they say it's like the blueprint for the script. That's the best metaphor that, that I've found. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then there are there are changes when you are going into con- contracting, right? When you're actually going yeah. and making the building, there are changes that have to be made necessarily. Um, and then the blueprint doesn't include things like the interior design, you know, like right. like the the way it feels and, and where you're, um, you know the colors and the textures. That's completely different. That's the best metaphor I can find. I don't think it's exactly uh, correct because. Um, as we say, like here we have cinematographer, editor, director, actors making up whole wings, right? Making adding an extra three three minutes, like like adding an add on to the building without right. without consulting the um, the architect. That's the that's a limit to that metaphor, but it's the closest I've been able to see. That's that's about right. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Whew. Folks, um, that is that is that is all of uh, my notes. Uh, Keenan, how about you? Is there anything we missed? I think we got, let's get away from these medical things. This is our last one, I believe. Out of this hospital. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still, I think we still have a couple of like hospital-y stuff, but it's like Reagan is not there. Okay. It's just, we're looking at some x-rays later on. So the the (laughs) x-rays that we just, uh, that we just did. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. We have two doctors. It's like, yeah, it sure looks like a brain up there. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. We still got the brain inside, even though she got Mrs. Wilson's skeleton in there somehow. (laughs) 
<laughs> looks like Reagan's brain. <laughs> looks like looks like our brain has been uh, uh, replaced by uh, some kind of like spongy gray substance. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like there's enough brain fluid in there. Like who took all this brain fluid out? Oh. <laughs> That's oh, Keenan. Is, is brain fluid like self regenerating? It's so. it, it better be. <laughs> It's not like windshield fluid where they have to put some more in. <laughs> like, yeah, that's – I just – I just we're, we're almost done. We're almost done with this minute. But now I'm thinking it's like, wait, do they have to put it back in or does does her body just make more? Like <laughs> – and what, where does the helium go? Huh. I the don't helium know. helium that's in there. Yeah, now that I think about it because they – why are they – they they put that tube in and they're taking that fluid out of her. Is it to right. put it back in? I don't know. Or is it just to be clean? Because they don't, they don't take my advice of just letting it all slough around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> just to take, let themselves off easy. But like, but yeah, like presumably, Society tells you you should suck up all the fluids that come out of your patients and yeah. put it somewhere. But that's the man telling you what to do. Did they give it to Reagan in a little jar? It's like, hey, this was your, this was your, this was in and around your brain. Like, there you go. But no, okay, now I have. Yeah, where does the questions. helium go? Your body doesn't like naturally synthesize helium I right they have to take the helium back out right these are good these are good questions for any of our medical medical community folks and yeah anybody <laughs> anybody listening now now i'm just like thinking like like you know they 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 what's the word um excuse her from the they dis they discharge her from the mm-hmm. from the doctor's office and she's just walking around and she's like floating because <laughs> like her head's still full of helium like what Jeez. Like, oh well, it, it seems, Mrs. McNeil, that your daughter has enough helium in her brain for a birthday party, a quinceanera, and a bat mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem right there. <laughs> didn't she just have a birthday party? I mean. <laughs> Looks like uh, from this scan that her father didn't call her on a birthday. <laughs> you can see here in the, in the, the sad child lobe of the brain. <laughs> Oh, that's not going anywhere. That's going to that's going to leave some memories. Yeah. Oh, the sad child part of the brain. <laughs> that falls off in adulthood. Yeah. It just hangs around by the collarbone, you know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Here. Yes, we are done. We are done. Folks, <laughs> this has been another excellent and very gross exorcist minute. Um I have been Lester Ryan Clark. You can find me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I have been Keenan Diaz, and you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yes, and we have a Facebook page for the show, The Exorcist Minute, so like and follow for updates there. And we have a listener group. It's called Compelling Conversations. Come and join us, and you'll be in here with us, right? You can chat with other fans. You can post memes and interact with us. Um, lastly, if you like our show, the best thing you can do is to leave a five-star review uh, for the podcast, and you know that's good for podcasts that are just starting out, right? And that'll help us reach more people and, uh, you know, we can keep growing this cool community. (sighs) All right. Keenan, I think that's it. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right. Folks, until next time. The power of helium compels you.